0: Well, welcome to our worship on this very different good friday it's very different but the themes uh, continue to come through and perhaps with extra poignancy this year the themes of isolation suffering of uh, sacrifice and death are to the fore of our minds in many different ways they've taken on a profound significance in the light of the context that we are in and the world seems to be covered with a strange sort of absence, um, a weird sort of darkness, almost. The journey that Jesus went on to the cross that we're going to be thinking about today um, is also full of echoes of things that we see in our nation and in in our, our world indeed that are incredibly positive and inspiring. Themes of compassion in action of resilience, of great courage, and indeed, self-giving love. So this Good Friday, we're going to remember six steps that Jesus took on that journey to the cross. And they're going to begin with the Last Supper. Each section uh, has a reading from the scriptures, and then followed by a short reflection, in which we will see... Uh, One of the paintings by Nebu Asifah from Ethiopia, who brings out particular aspects of each theme in his striking artwork. We'll conclude each section with words from uh, a familiar uh, Good Friday hymn, which I'd invite you to join with me in using as a prayer or as an offering to the Lord Thanksgiving. So as we are prepared to accompany Christ uh, on this journey to the cross, I'd like to begin with uh, the words of the Collect from the Church of England for this Good Friday. So let us pray. Eternal God, in the cross of Jesus we see the cost of our sin and the depth of your love. In humble hope and fear, may we place at his feet all that we have and all that we are. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So the first step, the Last Supper. And I'm reading from Matthew 26, verses 26 to 30. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And so the reflection. In the painting, all eyes are fixed on Jesus. All except one solitary figure who turns away, he cannot meet Jesus's gaze. He looks down where his bag of money sits in the shadows. Yet this is the place where Jesus takes bread, blesses, breaks and gives it, and so with the wine. It is the place where community is formed the place where family is fed and forgiveness offered to all. And this is the time, the time when we remember and all are filled with thanksgiving, that Jesus offers life to all, life to the world. Whether we look at him or turn away, he continues to love. Few moments of silence. O oh light, that followest all my way, I yield my flickering torch to thee. My heart restores its borrowed ray that in thy sunshine's blaze its day may brighter, fairer be. The second reading is from St Luke's Gospel, chapter 22, as we think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, but being in anguish, He prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he arose from prayer, he went back to the disciples and found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? Jesus asked them. Get up and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The ice blue night engulfs Jesus. His disciples sleep, leaving their Lord totally alone. Yet this is the place where prayer is at its most passionate. Jesus in anguish looks up to the Father and kneels down in surrender. Abandons himself to what has to be done. This is the time when Jesus could choose his way or God's. And he chooses to pray. In the raging of battle, he chooses to pray. In the darkness of unknowing, he chooses to pray. In his absolute weakness, he chooses to pray and found the strength to submit and the courage to continue for the sake of the world. Some silence as we reflect on that call to prayer and obedience. Here is love, vast as the ocean. Loving kindness as a flood. When the Prince of life, our ransom, shed for us his precious blood. Who his love will not remember, who can cease to sing his praise. He can never be forgotten. Throughout heaven's eternal day. all a bit emotional. (laughs) Uh, The third section is Peter's denial. And I'm reading from Matthew uh, chapter 26, verses 69 to 75. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath, I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and swore at them. I don't know the man. Immediately, a cock crowed. Then Peter remembered the words that Jesus had spoken to him. Before the cock crows, you will deny and disown me three times, and he went outside and wept bitterly." The temple guards have delivered Jesus to be tried, but it is Peter now who faces the heat of accusation. Finger pointing, pressure mounting, and anger erupting from the apostle's mouth as he cowers in fear and confusion. This is a place we are all familiar with. Put on the spot, nowhere to hide. The cry of the cockerel and Peter wept. Jesus had said. Jesus knew. And Jesus knows. For these are the times we all face and sometimes fail. We will weep as we do so. And yet repentance is a provision that God has made for us all. And the pathway is open for healing and peace. Let's be still as we give thanks. On the mount of crucifixion, fountains opened deep and wide. Through the floodgates of God's mercy flowed a vast and gracious tide. Grace and love like mighty rivers poured incessant from above. And heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed a guilty world in love. Jesus comes before Pilate, the Roman governor. These words are from Matthew 27, verses 11 to 14. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, don't you hear the testimony that they are bringing against you? But Jesus gave no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Looking at Nebu's painting, we see that the Ethiopian desert is the setting rather than the city of Jerusalem. And yet the themes of false accusation and unjust conviction are as familiar in the African culture today as they would have been for Jesus in Jerusalem of Judea. This is the place where Jesus has been brought, willingly it seems, to hear the charges laid against him. The choice to surrender to divine will that Jesus made in the garden is now being lived out. As he stood out and stood there in silence, Isaiah's prophetic voice must surely have been speaking deep in his heart. These words from Isaiah 53. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, And as a sheep, before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. This is the time when Jesus stands with all who have been unjustly accused and cruelly treated. Pilate bows to the screaming mob. He washes his hands and delivers Jesus to be crucified. O cross that liftest up my head, I dare not ask to fly from thee, I lay in dust life's glory dead, and from the ground there blossoms red, life that shall endless be. The fifth reflection is on Jesus carrying his cross. This passage is from Mark's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 16 to 24. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns, and set it on him they began to call out to him hail king of the jews again and again they struck him on the head with his staff and spat on him falling on their knees they paid homage to him when they'd mocked him they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him then they led him out to be crucified. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And there they crucified him. the image of strangers coming out of the crowd and helping Jesus to carry his cross speaks to the very heart of what it means to be human. It is summed up in the phrase Paul uses in Galatians chapter 6, carry one another's burdens. This is the place where Jesus took his last steps along the path of suffering having been subjected to physical and mental torture, he falls under the weight of the crossbeam. The help of others is accepted. And he carries on. This is the time when every person is tempted to blend in with the crowd and watch while untold suffering is all around. Yet when we witness today sacrificial love in others. There's something within us that almost compels us to carry the burden of others, even the stranger, and act selflessly. We're seeing it all around. This is indeed the way of the cross, the way Jesus walked. Let's pause to remember carry one another's burdens. O joy that seekest me through pain, I cannot close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain and feel the promise is not vain, that life shall endless be. Our final reflection is on the crucifixion itself and then brought together two passages one from john chapter 19 and the other from luke chapter 23. near the cross of jesus stood his mother his mother's sister mary the wife of clopas and mary magdalene when jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby He said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun had stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion Seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was the Son of God. So Nebuchadnezzar, the artist, has chosen here to portray not so much the horror, but the love of the cross. He sets Jesus against a sun-absent sky, It seems all hope is extinguished. Yet the words Jesus utters from the cross give birth to a dimension of relationship that transcends place or time. This is the place where new community is formed, where strangers become family, brought together in the outstretched arms of Christ. we stand back from the painting, we can begin to see that the far distance, the far horizon, has become the curved horizon of planet Earth. And there is nothing that is not being embraced by Christ's love. This then is the time when the love of God is poured out upon all people, the whole planet and everything beyond. As Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 1, God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, By making peace through his blood shed on the cross.
1: When I survey the But loss And poor content Things that charm me most I sacrifice His hands, His feet Sorrow and love Flow mingled down Did as such love And sorrow?